0: Welcome to the Success is Subjective podcast series brought to you by ParentTrainers.com, presented by Lilly Consulting. I'm your host, Joanna Lilly. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Kelly Dunbar. Kelly has worked in the therapeutic field helping students and families since 1989. She holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in human behavior which she made mention those are not always the best degrees to be working towards while dating. Since February 2016, Kelly joined Seuss of the Carolinas in the role of business development. Uh, She enjoys making lasting connections and relationships with referring professionals and is best known on the Seuss campus as Mama Bear. During the pandemic and quarantine, she couldn't travel, so Kelly kept herself busy making bath bombs fudge from her mom's recipe, and sourdough bread from starter. Over the holidays, she gifted her neighbors with the previous mentioned items and called them comfort and self-care packages. Kelly's neighbors have enjoyed having her home because she also hasn't mastered how to cook for one. But really, who has, Kelly? You're not alone. Um, So her neighbors have obviously enjoyed being recipients of her overzealous cooking habits. In case you can't tell, Kelly has an enormous heart and a great sense of humor. So let's not wait any longer. Here's Kelly. All right, Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Why don't we go ahead and get started? Because I think the listeners always love to hear from my guests, where did you grow up? But then also just share share a little bit of insight regarding like, what was the maybe societal expectation about post-secondary education and what was your family's expectation for post-secondary
1: education? I know you're already laughing. So I feel like this is a good story. <laughs> this is, uh, well, maybe I didn't mention this before, but I am the very first person in my family to have a college education. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's massive. So there were, and when I told my mom, I was going to school, to college. She said, why? Nobody in our family goes to college. So, and I think that was not to be mean or critical. She just couldn't, the, the concept of uh, post-secondary education just was beyond her ability to grasp, I think. Yeah. So that was the family expectations. Um, <laughs> where, where did you actually grow up? I grew up in, um, in a small, well, That's a two-part question also. Um, I spent my grammar school years in the middle of Kansas. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. And then when my parents divorced, then we moved to Northern California, where my mom and dad are originally from. And so we, um, so I went to high school in this little small mountain town um, called Hay Fork, California, which is in Northern California. And it's not the Bay Area North, it is North of Sacramento. um, So it's way North. So small town. uh, So now you can see what the societal expectations were, although I was a good student. So um, the expectation from my teachers and and other people, society-wise, were all about me continuing my education. Okay. So then what did you actually do when you graduated from high school? So what, I, what happened? I moved to Redding, California, and I started at Shasta College, which is a, a community college. And um, I realized uh, somewhat pretty, qu- pretty quickly that uh, I would rather eat then um, go to college because uh, I was <laughs> my family was very poor and I had to work and go to school and at 18 years old I wasn't necessarily equipped to manage that level mm. of stress and I was truly I, I joke but I was I did feel hunger um, wow so I dropped I dropped out and went to work full-time and then got married at a very young age I was 22 when I got married
0: Okay. So then fast (laughs) forward to like, well, what did you do? Like once you got married to the point of only because I'm, I'm obviously, this is like a, I'm jumping ahead Mm -hmm. because I know that you did go back to school. I did. At at what, what age did you return? But why did you return and what did you do before you decided that it, it was something that you wanted to do?
1: Um, so I returned when I was thirty, and I was um, still married. My boys were pretty young, and I was also working full time. So I went went to um, school at night, and I remember as I was. So the reason I went back was because a I'd promised myself when I stopped going to school that I I wanted to return at some point. Um, And so as I was approaching my 30th birthday, I did kind of that reflection period. And I said, you know, what have I accomplished? And I promised myself I was going to go back to school. So that was the point in which I was motivated enough to to go. And that was my undergrad. And then uh, and then several years later, I went to after I was at Carlbrook doing admissions, I went back to school and got my master's degree. So they're about a decade apart, and that I had, that was because I had to pay off the school first, right? So oh yeah, it took me that long to pay off my loans because you know it's it's what we do. Yeah, because college is expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah. Well, and
0: at that point too, you're also a mom taking care of two children, and so like still young at that time too. So you've got all the expenses that come with kids being involved in whatever activities they want to do. Right. Um, that, that's, a, it's a
1: lot. And the other, and the side note for that is I was in a, uh, not a healthy marriage. And so I, and for all intents and purposes, I was single parenting mm. as well. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So yeah, you were, you were hustling, make, make some changes for yourself. I also think it's important because first of all, I want this I mean, I wanted to interview you, but I also have heard your story about some like some sentences or things that you said to families that you've worked with before about what expectations we have for our children. And I would love for you to just share quickly. um, I hope this is okay that I'm putting you on the spot. The the comment that you make to parents about how you named your son (laughs) and and then what he actually did. Did yes. when he graduated from high school.
1: Yeah. So this goes in line with, you know, uh, our expectations as parents on our children, right? Our mm-hmm. children are really not our children. He'll yeah. on, right? Um, so <laughs> I named my son, my biological son, Tyler John Charles Dunbar, because I thought MD sounded really good after that name. I mean, you have to admit it kind of does. Right? <laughs> So, of course, so I tell so that is a true statement. Um, and the joke, and this is what I always share with families, the joke was really on me because he did, in fact, go on to do some pretty cool things. Um, and he uh, I said, the joke's on me because he did actually do surgery. He just did surgery on bombs, not on people. So he ended up going into the <laughs> Navy and doing. Uh, bomb that nation work. Yeah.
0: Well, I just I love that. I remember hearing you tell that story because I mean, obviously, we work with so many parents, and a lot of that conversation is related to expectations. And I think it's important for us to reflect on our own experiences. But then you also wear that that hat of the mom and how that actually played out with your own child. And so I just wanted to. Thanks for being willing to share that. Oh,
1: of course. And, you know, it's, it also goes to because my hope and expectation for my children, because college was not a hope and expectation for my parents, that was my hope and expectation for my kids. And, he, again, he did his own. He had his own path. He went into the Navy and then ultimately just recently uh, graduated with an MBA. So he did get that college degree as well. And it wasn't the path that I initially thought would be more appropriate.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, gosh, I shake my fist at the societal standards and expectations of when it's appropriate to go to school and why certain people can go. But, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, we're we're fighting a losing, at least I feel like I'm constantly fighting a losing battle, but. Let's let's circle back to you because mm-hmm. I want to make sure we're still talking about you. Yep. Um. So y- you went back and got your master's. What was your master's
1: in? I'm just curious. So my undergrad was in psychology and my okay. master's is in human behavior.
0: Okay. So it makes sense kind of leading into a lot of the support that you do in your current job. So why don't you tell our listeners right now, what is it exactly are you doing? And maybe even give a snapshot too of, Because I I don't know the story. Did you immediately graduate with your master's and then you transitioned into this job or did, was there, there were chapters in between? Fill us in on those chapters.
1: Yeah. So the chapters are, uh, I accidentally got into this work before any college education. Um, I started working at a therapeutic boarding school in the late eighties. So I've been doing this work since uh, April of 1989. Uh-huh. My jaw and, dropped, right? <laughs> do, do the math. That's a long time. Um, and so that was also some motivation for me to go to school because what I realized was there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know about mental health, about family systems, about all the things. So, um so yeah, so I started in therapeutic schools, went I got my undergrad in psychology. I kept working uh, because that's always been a part of my life. I've been working since basically the seventh grade. And so, so then I moved to Virginia from California to help start Carlbrook, which is now a closed therapeutic school. But um, while I was uh, at Carlbrook, then I did go back online and got my master's degree. Um, and again, it was more the master's. So here's another question my mom asked me. Well, when you get your master's degree and spend all that money on education, will that help forward, you know, propel you into um, better better jobs at at your work? And I said, mm, probably not. And she said, then why are you doing that? And my response was because I promised myself, and mm. that is a true statement. I did promise myself, and that was why I did go back, and it has helped. And you know, and I, if I had the money, I would be the quintessential always in school learning something so Uh just recently in November I finished a parent coaching class um that I started (laughs) so um so I just I like to learn I like to learn new things and um it's just part of who I am forever the student
0: yes that's awesome (laughs) I I I'm right there with you so why don't you tell our listeners what are you doing exactly right now
1: what's your role and who are you working for Well, so again, the irony, life is all about irony, right? I work for Seuss of the Carolinas, and I am the director of business development, um, which you would think I should have gotten a master's in business administration since I'm doing marketing and some other things. But the human behavior and psychology aspect of my degrees does certainly help, I think, in in my role. Um, I do backup admissions for Seuss as well. So Uh, I do get on the phone with parents and I do talk with them about um, the choices, uh, you know, that are out there for their kids. So, uh, yeah, so that's, I'm, that's what I do. And I love it. I've been here for five years.
0: I was going to say, and you get to talk to people like me. Yes. Really cool. People like you, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's the connections, right? That, that human behavior piece, like the business development is you're right. You would think that you need to have this like business acumen, but really it's just about relationships. Um, so, and, and I'll just speak from my perspective. I think you do a fantastic job with that. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been with Seuss of the Carolinas for five years Mm -hmm. and how would you describe the work that is done? What is Seuss of the Carolinas?
1: We're a wilderness therapy program for kids starting as young as 10. And we go to, uh, 17 and a half in the state of North Carolina. Students must be 17 when they enroll. They can turn 18, when they're in the program but they must be 17 when they enroll so uh, we do work with adolescents we have different niche groups uh happy to you know share more of that if there's time but yeah there's where outdoor therapy um you know take away the brick and mortar the kids are getting um, lots and lots and lots of therapy while they're um, paying attention to the outdoors and learning other skills as well
0: yeah like disconnecting to actually connect for the first time. Yeah, I like um, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and we'll make sure the listeners can hear how they can connect with you at the very end. I'm just curious. I asked this question to all of my listeners. So I'm just going to ask it point blank. Do you see yourself as successful where you
1: are right now? Yes, absolutely. Especially knowing where I come from uh, with a family system that didn't support education and Growing up extremely poor, I absolutely do feel like I'm successful. Now, if I were to compare myself to, say, you know, Kamala Harris, no. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) I'm okay. I'm okay. It's it's relative.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Well, let me just ask this question. If you could give a piece of advice to another young person that is coming from a family system where their parents are not looking at them from a point of shame for them not going to school but that that point of why why would you go to school if that's not our path right that's not Mm -hmm. our history Um, what piece of advice would you give that young person
1: well this is the advice i gave my own kids when you are in the workforce or the work world you spend an awful lot of time at work and so you need to i think you really should have a lot of love and passion for what you're doing. School can help you find those places. It will also open doors that maybe you're not aware of. Uh, when I first went to school, I really I did declare business as my major, but because of my work experience through the therapeutic schools, I realized, oh, my gosh, that is not my path. I, I need to be connecting with people. And so, yeah, that's kind of my advice. Find what you love. Be open to opportunities, learning experiences, and ultimately find something that you love to do because you spend a lot of time doing it.
0: Yeah, I feel like you, I I would typically follow up and say, okay, well, what a piece of advice would you give to a parent too? But I almost feel like you put that parent, you put that parent hat on right there. And that can be actually the advice in itself to kind of twofold. So um, let's just transition to how can people connect with you?
1: Uh, my email is kelly.dunbar at seusscarolinas.com. And that's S-U-W-S, carolinas with an S, dot com. My phone number is 210-540-8437. And our admissions 800 line is 888-828-9770.
0: Perfect. You heard it straight from Kelly, folks. <laughs> we'll also make sure that that's in the podcast notes. So if you want to just click on it or you need it in writing, it will be there. Kelly, thank you so much for being on my podcast and being willing to share
1: your story. I appreciate having me. Yes. Thank you. That's it for this week's
0: Success is Subjective episode. I want to thank my guest again for joining me this week and for being willing to share their story. This podcast would not exist if it weren't for people such as yourself. Stay tuned for our next episode where you can bet it'll be another amazing human sharing their personal story with the world. You can follow me on Instagram at lilyconsulting and on Facebook at Lily Consulting LLC. But most importantly, check out the resources on my website at www.lilyconsulting.com. If you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor and subscribe. Also, while you're there, if you would be so kind, leave me a review. You can also download to listen to the Success is Subjective podcast on other popular podcast apps, such as Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Make sure you check out the show notes where you will find contact information, website details, and all social media for our guests. Once again, thank you to ParentTrainers.com for sponsoring this podcast series. And thank you for tuning in. And remember, there is no single path through life. Success is what you make it.